Uh, joining me now is Angus Dale-Jones. Angus is a uh, consultant to the financial services industry and he's been appointed the chairman of the Code Working Group. Welcome, Angus. Thank you for Hi joining all. us. Tell me, um, getting on the Code Working Group, that's something you obviously put your hand up for? Yes. So there was an application process and um, I was lucky enough to get the chairman role, yes. Yeah. Did you, um, you applied yourself or were you nominated? Or? Uh, I applied myself. Yeah, yeah. And, and what was your interest in getting involved in it? Well, this is an industry that I've been closely associated with for a while and mm. um, if, if you like it's a continuation of some of the work that I'd done when I was at the Securities Commission as it was then and also as a consultant since then. I feel passionately about this industry and I thought this is a way that I could yeah. continue to help. So so one of the things that is quite interesting is you know we've had the code committee which has provided a set of rules if you like for AFAs mm. up until now when we go into this next stage, this this code, which is going to be basically the Bible which advisors have to um, act by, is going to appeal to, uh, apply to everyone, isn't it? So, so how engaged do you think you know RFAs are in this this space at the moment? Well, we've actually got um, two codes, if you, you like, yeah. in parallel. There's a transitional period where mm. the code committee that currently exists mm. and the code that currently exists continues to apply. So that applies to a AFAs and. RFAs at the moment, if they want to think about how they practice, can still look to the existing code to get some good ideas. The Code Working Group is a process to set up a new code, and the difference will be that that new code will apply not just to AFAs, but to all financial advisors. So can all the people who are outside of the code at the moment, should they look to what AFAs have to do and say, oh, this is going to be you know, the minimum that's required? I think it's useful for them to use that as a starting point to think about what code standards look like. Uh, some requirements of the code might not apply at all to them, but in terms of some subject headings to think about, it's a good starting place. Yeah. So one of the biggest issues which has come up is there's been a lot of criticism of the makeup of the committee and the fact that there's no practical experience on it in terms of, you know, advisors into a, on a day-to-day, -day, you know, face-to-face -face client meeting basis. What's your answer to that? Well, I think I'm probably the least relevant person to ask that question. I applied on the basis that it would be a committee chosen by the minister on advice from MB, the ministry, um, and that I would work with that, that committee. And I've got to say, from a chair point of view, I've got a team of really skilled people on the committee. But better than that, we've, we've got to make sure in our consultation process that we're fully engaged with the financial advice community. I understand completely that that's different from having financial advisors on the committee, but judge us on our transparency and judge us on how engaged we are with financial advisors. So did you know that you were going to be the chairman? I had no idea that I was going to be the chairman. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Yeah. So, so did you have any input into the makeup of the group? None whatsoever. So you basically yes. got, got yes. the I, email and uh, said... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, in fact, less than 24 hours before everybody heard, um, uh, I, I was told who the other... And so other what was your initial reaction when you saw the group and there weren't practising advisors there? Uh, look, I didn't uh, have any expectations of who should be on the committee. What I like about the group is that it'll help us tap into parts of financial services that the current code has not needed to think about. Yeah, but then you look at the group and there's not a lot of people involved in the mortgage space, for instance, like that, and you sort of wonder how you're going to fill those holes. We need so much input through consultation, and I can see that that is 
uh, sidestepping your, your, your question, remember the working group is, if you like, a catalyst. It is there to make sure that we ask the right questions in consultation and distill those, those, those questions. Look, don't, don't you have a fundamental issue in the fact that we've had so much change going on that people are just so sick of consultation that you know, at some stage they're just going to say, you know, we just got to get on and run our businesses? Well, I think that's why we have to look closely at the work that has been done over the last eight years. There's been heaps of consultation on what a good set of standards for advisors look like, and that's been done in the context of an occupational code for authorised financial advisors. Mm. Now we broaden into what is a service code for the giving of financial advice. And so it applies to many more people, people in organisations, uh, people who are using digital advice or digitally assisted advice, and it's stretching some of those concepts yeah. to this broader audience, not so much drowning them in consultation yeah. as making sure that we adjust the thinking of the code. So yeah, so just come come back to that. So so we're going from a, a code which is around an individual and advice to something which is more service-based? Yes, this is no longer an occupational code. So we're no longer, if you like, the current code committee is a little constrained because all that it can touch essentially yeah. is ethics, the advice process and the credentials, the competence of the advisor. Yeah. We can now look at the advice service as a whole and remember this legislation is now moving into the Conduct Act. Yeah. So it's much more so about customer outcomes. It's looking at everything that's put into play to get a good customer outcome. So it might be that we don't need to do the heavy le leaning on the advice process in some circumstances that is currently done. So, so, so the, the, the occupational code, if you like, yeah. and, and what the AFAs have to do, is that just going to get chucked out and we start all over again? It is a fantastic starting point. We, we have a huge advantage over mm. what the existing code committee in a different form, different, some different people, um, eight years ago, they had nothing to start with other than looking at some ideas uh, from the industry and some ideas from overseas. Now we have a code that's been trialled, consulted on uh, in detail and by all accounts is working really well. This is about understanding that the context is now broader and making sure that what we come up with stretches into that context in a sensible way. Yeah. So this whole thing, you know, and one of the big debates, and you'll have seen it through the site, is around, you know, advice versus product versus mm. service. Is that part of your... Have you got to talk that out? Well, I, I think our number one uh, sort of mantra is customer outcome. So I come back to the fact that we're now sitting in conduct legislation. And in fact, the, the nexus between product and advice is a close nexus in many, in many instances. And it's understanding how those work together to get a good customer outcome that will drive how we shape the code. Yeah. So, and, and there's also been, you know, a lot of criticism that, you know, the big end of town has, has captured this whole process. What's your thought on that? Well, the process hasn't started yet. <laughs> Our appointments <laughs> I, are from... I, I, think, I think they're saying that from the makeup of the committee. Yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah. Look, as I said earlier, all I can be accountable for is how we engage in consultation process. We've got some great minds around the table with the working group um, and I'd, I'd like to be judged on how we engage with people. So how happy are you with the makeup of the group? In terms of having people with uh, good ideas, innovative input, um, being able to touch parts of industry who haven't previously needed to be involved in the code, I think it's a fantastic group of people. So you're happy with the makeup? I am very happy with the makeup.
Yeah, okay. So, and because and, you can actually succumb people too, can't you? You can have another two or you're allowed 11. I think you've got nine. That's a choice for the minister, not for me. But what we can do mm. is we, we can structure the consultation process mm. in any way that we want. So we can find any mechanism for including advisors. And it is really important that mortgage advisors, um, insurance advisors, people who haven't been directly touched by the AFA code are fully involved in expanding this to a context that works well mm. for them. So, um, and just, you know, how, how engaged have you been with the minister on this? Have, has there been much? Well, uh, I was an applicant for a job yeah. and I was, I was you got cho it. chosen. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, now, now the ball is handed over to us and we, we run with that ball over, over the next 10 to 12 months. Uh, so there's also, you know, there's a really interesting thing because I think you came to New Zealand originally from ASIC and, yes. and you came in a role which was helping to set up the Financial Advisors mm. Act and you were a regulator yes. and now you're on this other yeah. side. Is, does that sort of, does that say anything that the regulator's taking over this process or? Well, the, the, the last time I wore a regulator hat was in early 2011, so I've had Quite a bit of ah, exposure okay, it might, to it might the, still be ingrained in your. <laughs> well, the, there there are aspects of being a regulator that stay ingrained, but I think the central aspect is a behavioural one. It's trying to work with people to uh, come up with behaviours that benefit everybody, that benefit advisors, so that you know some of the things that give them headaches are, are listened to mm, and responded mm. to constructively, but also that benefit uh, customers and consumers. Yeah, oh, excellent. Look, thank you very much for your time, Angus. And, and look, we, we, we look forward to keeping in touch with the work you're doing and, and uh, helping to get people engaged in the process. So thank I'd, you. I'd be delighted. Thank you. Yes, thank you.